0: Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Slaves' drive. That is down and to the wall. Cruises in. Pins is in. Party around. He's going to try to score. And It's the TC Martin
1: Show. The Blinds in Atlanta. Six Cespedes will score, and the Oakland
0: A's walk-off with Game 2 of the ALDS.
1: It's time to get your daily prescription
0: from the doctor, T.C. Martin. And Turner in the <laughs> center field, that ball's hit well. Martin is on the run, this is his way back, and it is gone! It is a walk-off home run for Justin Turner!
1: The doctor is now in the
0: Baseball season? Oh, you know what? By the way, 141 days till opening day. Your Houston Astros opening up against the Chicago White Sox. There it is. The countdown has begun already in Houston. (laughs) So that means our next guest will, he gets a little bit of a vacation, but not very much. Bob Nightingale, the esteemed writer from the USA Today, and you can uh, see his stuff uh, everywhere. Actually, in town here for the uh, the GM meetings here of Major League Baseball. So, uh, a busy, busy man. And, of course, continues to write uh, great stuff uh, for the USA Today. What's up, my friend? What's going on? Yeah, doing good. So, still
1: uh, in town here. The GMs just broke up. And now, Santa has got some big ARF event for the next couple of days. So. I am leaving.
0: (laughs) You are leaving. There it is. I mean, you know, you are like always hobnobbing with everybody, man. You know, just it does does it ever stop for you? That's what I want to (laughs) know.
1: That's a fun time. I'm funnest time of the year is the postseason. Obviously, a great time in the World Series and spring training. That's my second favorite
0: time. So yeah,
1: but no, it's a a uh yeah, Lewis has got a big event. He's got full holes coming in, a lot of stars, a lot of celebrities. So uh yeah, it's a uh you know Cool event for La Russa and the
0: Art Foundation. So, should you tell Tony to to take it easy a little bit? I mean, remember, man. You know, again, we were a little worried about him. You know, with uh, with his ticker and everything. Is he in Is he in good shape?
1: Uh, oh, just okay. Okay, yeah, not good shape, but it's okay. Wow. I and mean, that's why that's why he uh, you know retired. Yeah, uh, the White Sox can just cannot he cannot do it next year.
0: Wow. All right. Bob Nightingale uh, joins us. So it was great uh, seeing you in Houston Uh, again. The uh, celebration, the clincher uh, game six. Uh, Bob was all over the place. He was on the field uh, everywhere. um, Press box uh, clubhouse uh, at our our favorite restaurants uh, before and after the game. So again, like I said, the guy gets uh everywhere here bob uh what was the best part of all that for you that's what i want to know i mean it was it was non-stop i know you had very little sleep yeah i mean
1: they uh it wasn't number one but up there was having uh jim Crane's eight hundred dollar bottle of wine that was good yeah right. <laughs> now, now i know what that tastes like
0: <laughs> exactly hey now you were in the wine room with us what do you think about that wine room that he's got there is that phenomenal or what
1: yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool. He has a banquet room. I went to his banquet room in the back, uh, uh, later on. But yeah, cool room, a cool restaurant. I mean, that, that food is, uh, great. And I, uh, you know, I wish I could stay for the uh, parade, but I had to come here. Right. Yeah, but he had, he said there was like two million people. Uh, yeah, yeah just a, uh, it was amazing. So, you know, my hotel. Was overlooking the ballpark, you know, at the Weston there. Yep. And the next day after the World Series, we're talking Sunday, there was a line around the whole stadium for people trying to buy Astro merchandise. It was incredible. It's like it never went before. You know, they won seventeen, but it was just a. Uh, I can't imagine how much merchandise they sold.
0: Uh, Bob, I was it, I was tempted to go stay in that line, so I walked down there, and uh, on Sunday. And I was talking to this lady, she was about like 50 yards from the front door. And I go, how long have you been waiting in line? She goes, an hour and 50 minutes. And and, and oh, I, I, are you kidding me? And then she goes, yeah, it's wrapped around. There were people standing in line for two and a half hours in that line. <laughs> and I, and I, I was going to bring home some merchandise. I really was. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to cut in line. I didn't, didn't want to be one of those guys, but no way in the world that I was standing in line for over two hours. Uh, but you're right, and it didn't stop. So that was around 11 in the morning. So I bounced back there about 3 in the afternoon to see if it, it died down a little bit. Not at all. <laughs> no. Not at no, all. No. And they had the face painting, they had the DJ, they had the music, they had all that stuff. I even shot a little video. of it. They had some cars going out. These guys were, like, getting an early start oh, of the yeah, those parade. Cars,
1: I saw those cars, too. Yeah, those cars, I went to, you know, Dusty's later that day. And, uh, yeah, those cars, I know exactly what you're
0: talking about. Those cars are pretty cool. Oh man. Crazy stuff. All right. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the article that, that came out the next day, uh, on Dusty. And again, I know it's, it's close to your heart. Just, uh, just like it is mine. And you chronicled the day with him on Saturday, the day they won it. So I want to ask you, Bob, and once you go into detail with that, were you uh, just were, you, were you tagging along, following along with him during that day, or was that just information that he gave you? But I, I, I kinda imagine that you were you were just kind of chronicling uh, you know, uh, twenty four hours with Dusty. Yeah,
1: it was fun. You know, got you know, Dusty filled me in and Melissa filled me in as far as what time he woke up, you know, that sort of thing yeah. and came in his snooze bar uh but yeah it was fun being his office it was all said and done i was the only one in there and just you know watching the hall of fame guys come in and say uh hey dusty we already have your uniform can we have your wristbands you know he plucks them right to him and they go okay I have a, this is a crazy request we know can we get a toothpick <laughs> so dusty actually reaches in his in his drawer so you know yeah get one out i think they wanted him to put his mouth he did it they just you know gave him a toothpick and then you know at the same time they're saying okay the parade is monday uh, you know, Dusty goes, I thought it was gonna be Tuesday, so uh that's voting day, can't election day, can't right. do that. And then just, you know, what time you had to be there and hey, stick around town because Jim Crane needs to talk to you about your deal. Yeah, so
0: it was uh, it was cool to see that. Right, 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 right. No, just uh, seeing him in the moment like that, you know, knew as it was going to come eventually, a long time coming, and it it was it was close. It was great to to, to be able to to see him, you know, revel in that and 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 be part of that. Uh, it, it, it's great, especially for someone who, like you said, that we know very very well, but also just one of the good guys in all of baseball. That uh, again, no one can have a bad thing to say uh, about Dusty. So, whether you don't like the Astros or not, I, you know, you still got to be very, very happy for that man. And uh, it was just a glorious day and a glorious night for him.
1: Yeah, it really was. I mean, 25 years without having World Series, managing more games, not that World Series championship. I mean, he was in the Hall of Fame anyway, but that was the only thing missing in his resume. Now he has that. I think is, you know, I'm as happy as I've seen him this past year, especially mm-hmm. you know, after winning 2000, the 2000 game, I think he's even going to have more fun, relaxed next year because he's already got it. Exactly. So I, I think he'll have more, uh, just say, hey, if somebody wants to second guess, you know, go ahead, but he's not gonna, he doesn't care one, one iota. And uh, I, just, I think he'll really enjoy himself this next year.
0: Mm-hmm. So Dusty signs the one-year deal with the Astros, another one-year deal. Uh, and it was cool to see Jim Crane come in and, 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 and give Dusty the thanks and the praise after the game that night. That, that was very cool. And then so I know they, they got together, um, you know, after the parade or you know, the next day the following and, and come to that agreement. Uh, do you know any of the details about the contract?
1: Uh, I know the you know last contract you know had incentives if you win the division right. you know, if you get to the World Series, win the World Series. So I imagine they have the same type of thing, which is pretty standard a lot of management contracts. Mm. And let's be honest, they don't pay managers like they used to. No. You know, I mean uh Joe Torrey was making eight million dollars a year there with the Dodgers. You know, Pinello and La Russa's guys were making you know, four to um close to six million dollars. So those, those times have kind of changed. You know, even Bruce Bochy had to take a, a good sized pay cut. You know, going from six million dollars as last year in San Francisco, you know, a million or two less uh, in his new job. Hmm. So, but yeah, one year and uh, now you know, press conference doesn't say this is it. Well, I think he's thinking just one more year. But hey, if he win it again, why not try to go for three in a row?
0: Right. Absolutely. And and again, we know that he is down for that, but it just seems like you know that the upper management wants to just play this year by year because it seems like you know they've got their guy in waiting, you know, probably Joe Espada. But it, again, you know, when you got this magic going and you got one of the legendary managers who just who gets along so well with players and everybody, you you in if he wants to be there, you just got to let this thing ride out. I mean it's just it is a no brainer. I mean it really is a no brainer. And like you said, because it's not like they are paying him four or five million a season. They're not. You know, again, it's it's you know, he's he's getting a low ball deal again, but he he, they, it's enough for him to be happy and like you said, it's it's laden with incentives like this one was, and I know he's very happy about his World Series bonus. So that's that's very cool.
1: Um Yeah, but I, mean, I don't know, you know, it, when you go to the Hall of Fame, they yes. ask you which hat you wanna have. Uh you know, Larissa went with no cap. Obviously Bobby Cox has Atlanta won, Tory had Yankee. I don't sure what Dusty would do. I would think if he has any cap, it would be the Astros because Astros, you know, uh, rejuvenated his whole career. He gave him that chance he had was going to come. But should he maybe stays on as the Astros as a special assistant, so uh, I think he's either going to wear an Astro cap in the, role, the Hall of Fame or 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 no cap.
0: Really, and see, I would probably lean towards the Giants cap just because it was they gave him the opportunity, and then you know he was back there uh, in an advisory role. Uh, as well, you know, before he took uh, the Astros job, and again, so I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe you know, that that's a that, that's a great question only that he could answer. But,
1: they have, but yeah, I, yeah, but they also fired him. Never, you know, that's true. That's uh, true. Uh, that's true. He won his World Series championship in Houston. I don't know. I, that's true. I, I think it'd be the Astros. I know it's gonna be a longer stay with the Giants, but I think he'd be winning with a Giants cap. That'd be a huge slap in the face of the Astros. Yeah. So that's why I, don't, yeah. I don't I don't
0: see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I and I like that. I mean, I do like that. And the only reason I brought up the Giants because, you know, he did go back to work for them where it's like, hey, okay, you know, maybe I don't want to go back because you did fire me or whatever, but a little different regime, and in, 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 in he went back in, in another capacity. But uh, just happy for him. And, hey, it, it's great. We get to go back to Houston uh, next year and see some more baseball. Hopefully the Astros uh, can, can do it again. Uh, on the other hand. Yeah,
1: they may have to cap, on, yeah, have to cap off season ticket sales.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, yeah. on the other side, so Dusty's re-signed, but the big news here is that General Manager James Click may not be back. What are you hearing?
1: Well, the afternoon one-year contract. He just hasn't taken it yet. Okay. Uh, you know, Brian Cash has been offered a contract. He hasn't signed his yet either. So more negotiations. And at some point, they say either take it or leave it. We'll go hire someone else. And there's only 30 of those jobs. You end up taking it. Now, the, you know, the uh, the interesting thing is uh, in a year, you know, David Stearns, who was the vice president of baseball operations for the Brewers, used to be with the Yastro. Uh His contract is over. He, you know, he stepped down from his job a couple of weeks ago. right? That's the name. And you keep hearing. that. Okay. They want to fill that job in a year from now. He's going to be the guy.
0: It's just interesting with click because I just have the feeling there, Bob, that, you know, things were not that smooth and there was a little disconnect between, you know, click and, and members of the organization. Uh, so if you have an opportunity to get out from underneath him, why wouldn't you just want to you know, get your own guy here and, and, and make a pairing that is going to be very, very good for Dusty and, and, and the rest of this organization? There would be nothing wrong with that because let's be honest, Jim Crane took a, a bigger role and a bigger say in this year's team. And I think because he wasn't completely happy with the job that Click was doing yeah, just I mean the fact that
1: if they were a World Series, I mean, it would be a PR disaster, not to give him a contract. And you're like, okay, you know, you're upstaging a World Series by doing that. Uh, what's going on there? Does anybody really want to come in there and work for him, you knowing they just went a World Series, with the back-to-back World Series, and get let go? Mm-hmm. So I think Crane did the right thing. You give him a one-year contract. Now, if he wants to step away in his own, hey, that's fine. But I think they had no choice but to offer him a contract. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so going forward, uh free agency time right now, hot stove league as as you well know. Uh just focusing on the Astros. Uh who do you think is back and who's not back for the Astros?
1: I don't think Verlander's back. Uh it's good to someone's gonna overpay. Uh you know, more at least overpay more than the Astros wanna pay. And, you know, the Astros got the best of them. And
0: this is the
1: best he's ever been, you know, back to the Tiger days. So I think it's a situation where Maybe the Dodgers give him a, like you know a, a fat three-year contract for you know 35, 40 a year. The Mets do, Yankees do. Someone, someone does. So I just get the sense that he's gone. Yeah, we'll see if he wants to bring back Brantley. Uh, the new the new center fielder. Maybe Kevin Kiermeyer who's got non-tendered by the uh, uh, Ten Bay Rays, at the possibility. So we'll see about a guy like Michael Brantley to bring him back at a at a discount price. Guriel, right. uh, I, I did the let walk, particularly have the knee injury in the year, yeah you, just know what, you know don't know where you're going
0: to get mm-hmm. yeah, and that's with Verlander, you know he had a twenty five million dollar uh option, and he basically you know the belief is he's opted out of that, right, and you actually think right. that that people there's going to be a team that would go above twenty five million for Verlander. At his age, and, and you know, I know he had the great year, but you know, still the back of your mind is that Tommy John surgery.
1: Yeah, I mean, Scherzer got three years for one thirty. We'll see what Jacob Degrom uh, gets. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right about the age, but then he he's going to win the Cy Young award with yeah. the one seven five ERA. So he's, he's got to get at least two years at seventy million minimum, mm-hmm. if not, you know, two years of a, some type of option, uh, making over a hundred million. So, no, I think he's going to get a nice steal somewhere.
0: All right. So, the postseason awards, this thing really ir- irritates me, Bob. I, 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 please explain this to me. Uh, AL Manager of the Year, we know who uh, the, the nominees are, and Dusty Baker is not one of the three nominees. It's Scott Service, Brandon Hyde, and Terry Francona. Uh, no disrespect to any of those guys, but how can Bake not even be a nominee? Well, it's two things. One is
1: a, uh, it's done at the end of the regular season. Yeah. So you don't know what, what is going to do. Uh, I, I. 106 wins, though, Bob.
0: 106 wins. Yeah, I know.
1: I know. I think that award should be after the World Series, and I lobby for that. Right. They go anywhere. In this award, you pretty much have to win it. You're going to be a stunning surprise and pretty much be a playoff team or close to it. So all three cases, hey, Cleveland wasn't supposed to win the division. Seattle was supposed to stink. Orioles were supposed to stink to high heavens again. So all three teams, you know, over overachieved. So that's where it goes on. You know, I mean, Dave Roberts isn't winning it either. And, but the uh, Dodgers, uh, with their wins, so it's almost like you got you got to stink to win it. So hey, if the uh, Astros win seventy games next year, Dusty stays on board and they win the World Series the year after, sure. then he'll win it. It's almost like you can't win it. Unless you have a, just a huge surprising year.
0: And you're, you're right. That's, that's, it seems that's what their criteria, but that criteria is ridiculous. It's insane. I mean, you just, it's real, a simple formula. You sit there and you take who did the best job for their team. Forget expected wins or whatever it is. Oh, these guys overachieved. Oh, Baltimore was four games over 500. Oh, your manager of the year. Forget about it. I mean, Scott service, you know, come on, forget about it. I mean, Terry Francona, nice job, but, you know, Cleveland is, is, a, is a team that was very young, fine, but no, they didn't blow anybody away. The Astros went wire to wire. Dusty managed this thing just phenomenally. And I'm not just saying because he's my friend, but no, it's just ridiculous. You know, that it, it, that it's he's not like even the manager, on the ballot. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what, call it the most improved award or something like that. Or the, like you said, what'd you say? The unexpected award or come out of nowhere award. Call it that. Do not say manager of the year because these guys, none of them are the true manager of the year. Well,
1: it's like the comeback player of the year in baseball. I mean, right. It's impossible to win it two years in a row. So it's almost like the manager award should be comeback manager of the year award. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what it comes down to is like, you know, hey, and. Whenever January, February, in Vegas, you can go to your favorite casino. They'll have over unders and how many uh, games a team's supposed to win. At the end of the season, whoever does the best, like oh man, they were like twenty five games over what the over over underline was. That guy's giving advantage of the year. It just it goes simply and, on that. And here's um, the, you can just go to Vegas and bet on it.
0: And here's the thing. Speaking of that, Bob, the Astros are twelve to one. I just casted my ticket for twelve. They weren't the favorite. They were, they were a 12 to one underdog to win this thing. It wasn't, you know, once they started rolling and everything, yeah, then the odds started to plummet, but it just, it's crazy. And then let's talk about the AL rookie of the year. I mean, Jeremy Pena not even nominated, but all year it was Rodriguez and Pena, right? Rodriguez and Pena. And then Pena doesn't, you know, I, and I understand it's a regular season award, but still 22 homers and what he did in his rookie season all year. I don't know about you, but. All I heard was Rodriguez and Pena. And there's no Pena even in the finalist.
1: Yeah, he should have been one of the three guys. Uh, obviously, Rodriguez's name is out there all season long. But yeah, I mean, if you did the award after the postseason was over, if I go Pena, one Rodriguez, two. So yeah, I, I think just his season. That's the thing now is like if you're on a real good team, you kind of, uh, people kind of forget about you. Like Otani, people are going to forget about him just because he's already won the MVP. And I think it, you know, in these situations, it's just the the, the biggest surprise—the guy that you know nobody saw coming, right. you know, sort of thing.
0: Now we go to MVP. You you know that argument would apply to Jordan Alvarez, right? But it seems like Judge is going to be you know maybe a landslide winner. What what is your vote on that?
1: Yeah, it would be a, yeah Judge one, Otani two, Alvarez three. When they not when they. Since Alvarez won the finalist, it's like okay, congratulations, you won third place. Right? There's no Ways games. There's no Ways game second place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that'll be. Uh, there's 30 first place votes. I bet oh, I bet Judge gets about 24 of them. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Otani gets the others, and then whatever Judge doesn't get first place. They get those
0: second place votes. Right. Bob Nightingale joins us USA Today. Bob just back from the World Series. He's here in Vegas at the general manager meetings for Major League Baseball. Real quick before we let you go, Bob. So what is uh, these meetings all about uh, besides just, uh, you know, uh, e- eating and drinking and going to good restaurants and hitting some shows? Uh, wh- any, any type of breaking news that have come out of this that, uh, that you're covering here that you're going to be writing about?
1: No, no real breaking news. The biggest news is how aggressive the Timpsons could Giants plan to be for a judge and you know, some other free agents. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the biggest news, is just that the Giants are very serious here. The Yankees are taking a serious uh, contender for them. And uh, you don't really hear about anybody else. Uh, it's going to be, you know, I, I think it's going to be Judge Yankees or Judge Giants. I don't see anywhere else that he could be going to.
0: So is most of the conversation at these meetings about potential you know, trades or free agency stuff, or are, is, are you diving into to the rules changes and other things of that nature? What else takes place?
1: Yeah, they talk about different rules changes. You know, what do you think about the strike zone a couple of years? Uh, when teams, uh, and they talk, to the agents aren't here, although you're not allowed to talk about money until uh, this afternoon. And then uh, teams talk trades, okay, what do you plan to do this winter? So usually it's just going to set the stage for later on in the winter, like the, like the winter meetings in a few weeks. Mm.
0: All right. Well, Bob, uh, what are your plans? Are uh, you getting out of town here pretty soon? Right? What's uh? Yeah, you know, just,
1: we- uh, yeah we'll have a little, have a little lunch at the uh, restaurant and uh, you know a little cocktails later. Maybe hit the table a little later <laughs> and uh, back home.
0: There you go, man. All right. Well. Uh, well, thank you for uh, visiting uh, with us today, visiting our great city, and of course, uh, great seeing you in Houston, my friend, uh, and fantastic article uh, as well too, as you always have. I really enjoyed your coverage, of course, all season long, and uh, we'll definitely, uh, uh, you know, keep uh, keep in touch with you here, especially with the uh, hot stove league uh, upon us now. <laughs> all right, take care, TC. You too. Appreciate you, buddy. There he is, Bullet Bob Nightingale. There you go. That's what Bosio calls Bullet Bob. <laughs> So when he when he came into the to the room with Dusty and I, we were celebrating. I go, "There's Bullet Bob." He had this big, nice blue suit on too, Numb Chuck. You would have liked it. He was like a very bright, bright blue. I'm a red guy. I'm a red guy. You're a red guy. You're not a blue guy. No. Have you ever really seen red, me in blue? Red, white, and blue. Have I ever seen you in blue? Yeah, I've seen you in blue. I mean, I have like my cub, b- cub, cub stuff. Okay, that's... Bear stuff. Okay, hold on. What? cub stuff is different. Bear stuff, I don't wear anymore (laughs) because... They stink. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, now it's just, I I go neutral. I I go colorblind for people. You go neutral. I I go neutral for colorblind people. There you go. Well, I can't go neutral according to Cartwright. That's what he said, right? Uh, All right. Baseball. That basically puts a wrap on baseball. In our coverage of this year, and uh, wanted to again talk to talk to Bob Nightingale regarding that. It was great stuff that we had um, during the course of this entire baseball season, of course, uh, during the postseason, and uh, all of our crew that uh, chimed in from uh, Steve Sachs to Chris Bosio on a regular basis, Dave Smoke Stewart, Derek Lee, uh, Larry Boa. Uh, list goes on and on. Bob Kendrick, president of the Negro League Museum. Uh, and of course, Bob Nightingale for joining us uh, on a regular basis as well, too. So great baseball coverage that you got here. And uh, we will uh, wrap up the season talking to Darren Baker next week as well, too. So um, when Darren gets back home uh, with Dusty, uh thought that would be interesting to talk to Darren about uh, his perspective and what he's doing in life and um uh, <clears throat> Very, very good story with that as well, too. He's with the Nats, right? Yes. He's, yeah. 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 Our Nats farm team. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Playing in the Arizona fall league right now, but he's, he's currently injured, has a hand injury. But again, you know, people remember Darren when he's three years old and, you know, going out, uh, during the world series, going to get the bat. JT Snow, you know, picks him up. Uh, that's, that's going to be with him, uh, forever, but a fantastic, uh, baseball player in his own right. Uh, of course, more than likely he's not gonna have the career that his his dad had uh very tough to make it as a major league ball player but uh <clears throat> Darren is what third year now in the minors, so wish him the best, but yeah, we're gonna have him on the show and again, uh one of my favorites, a kid that I've known for a very, very long time so uh get hear his take about uh being you know with his dad and being part of uh these all these organizations that he's got a chance to grow up around. And of course, you know, be in there for this World Series with Dusty as well. Very, very cool. All right, we come back. Scott Spreitzer will join us. We'll talk a little NFL, college football, and more. We handicap the card and we get ready, of course, as you know, for our show at the Westgate tomorrow with our Best Bet segment. So make sure that you join us. Jay Schrader will be in the house Join us, the quarterback, the former quarterback of the Raiders. And uh, we'll get his thoughts about the weekend action as well as Raiders and Colts coming up on Sunday.